There's no music for this one. There's no elaborate intro. We're going to get right into it. I was dead wrong. I thought Errol Spence Jr. had the style that would break Terrence Crawford down. I thought the high pressure, the volume, the body punching would do damage cumulatively and eventually Terrence Crawford would break down. That didn't happen. Terrence Crawford put on a brilliant performance, one of the best you'll see all year. In fact, it happened just days after another equally amazing performance by Naoya Inoue. Inoue and Crawford separated themselves from the rest of the pack. We went into this week thinking we were going to see two highly contested, evenly matched fights. Instead, we got pure domination by two of the best we've ever seen. Inoue and Crawford have been doing this for a very long time. Inoue has been dismantling top competition. Crawford was doing that at 140. He did that at 135, but there were questions at 147. He eliminated those questions. He put an exclamation point at the end of his run at 147. There were many things said about Bud Crawford by myself, by the media, by fans. He proved us all wrong. If you're a Terrence Bud Crawford fan, salute to you. I only know a couple real Terrence Crawford fans. And by real fans, I mean, if you didn't watch the David Avenesian fight, you're not a real Terrence Crawford fan. So shout out to T.Y., shout out to T.J., shout out to Ryan Grace, those are really the only true Bud Crawford fans that I know of. Other people support him here and there. If you didn't watch the David Avenesian fight, don't want to hear it. These guys stood by their guy, been saying it for years, he's the best, and they got proven right. Me, on the other hand, again, I thought the style was all bad for Bud. Boy, was I wrong. Errol Spence didn't even get past the jab. I mean, a fight doesn't even break out until you get past the jab. He didn't get past the jab. He actually looked shocked at the sharpness, at the power of that jab. He got dropped in the second round, did Errol Spence. As an Errol Spence fan, it was great to see the heart, the grit, the determination but that's all he entered the ring with. He didn't have what it took to really adjust and break down what Crawford was delivering. Couldn't have, didn't have any answers for that jab. Didn't have any answers for the counters. Didn't have any answers to getting pushed back. One thing I did get right, if you go back and listen to the preview, I said size was the most overrated part of the breakdown of the fight. A lot of people said, well, Errol Spence is big. Errol Spence is strong. I kept telling people, Terrence Crawford is a very, very strong welterweight. I knew that from the horn fight. And it reinforced my thought when I went back and looked at his weight on fight night in previous fights. He would weigh in at 140 the day before the fight and then come in at 157. So I knew weighing it at 147, he was definitely going to come into the ring 
well over 160 pounds. I don't know exactly what he weighed um, earlier, or last night, rather. But he looked like the stronger fighter in there. Errol Spence was pushing a lot of his punches. It looked like his punches had no effect on Terrence Crawford. I don't want to make any excuses. So I'm not going to say that um, Spence didn't look himself or anything like that. He got in the ring. He fought. And the better man won. Simple as that. Before this fight, I had Terrence Crawford third on my pound-for-pound rankings. Behind, in a way, and Jermel Charlo. I still believe Jermel Charlo is an amazing, amazing fighter. But... It sounds insane in hindsight to think that there are two people in the world that fight better than Terrence Crawford. I'm putting him second to Inouye. If you want to put him above Inouye, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. I prefer Inouye's body of work. I think he's fought the better competition more frequently and has had more dominant performances strung together. But what Crawford did in Las Vegas on the biggest stage possible for Undisputed against his one true rival of the division was nothing short of phenomenal. We are all blessed to have seen it live. We're living in a golden era of boxing. We're seeing history be made. Right before our eyes. Terrence Crawford is part of that history. Terrence Crawford is now a two-time, two-weight, undisputed champion. We can knock the run at 140. We can knock the beginning of the run at 147. We cannot knock the way he knocked out. Errol Spence Jr. It was a flawless victory. And it was era-defining. Legacy-defining. It is something that will be talked about for years to come. And now we just got to sit back and wait to see what's next. Errol Spence took such a bad beating. That I wouldn't be shocked. If he never fought again. That may sound dramatic. That may sound like I'm a prisoner of the moment. But go back and watch the fight. Earl Spence. Took a lot of punishment. This is a guy. Who's been. In a life threatening car wreck. This is a guy. That has had a detached retina. This is a guy with a family. He has to ask himself the tough questions, especially after last night. He is a very rich man. He has to ask himself, does he want to continue to put his body on the line? That's something that only he can answer. I'm not predicting he's going to retire. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if we don't see Errol Spence Jr. in the ring again. This had to be a complete devastation to his confidence. It was a destruction of his body. 
And I'm sure his entire family watched in shock and sadness when they saw their guy getting dismantled like that. Hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he comes back strong. Hopefully he comes back and beats Terrence Crawford in a rematch at 154. I'm not predicting that, but anything is possible. We've seen a lot of crazy things in the sport of boxing. But right now, 7-30-2023, it's hard to imagine what Errol Spence can do differently in a rematch. Do I think he'll be more durable at 154? Absolutely. But I also think Terrence Crawford will be stronger too. I think Terrence Crawford is the stronger man between the two guys. He's clearly the harder hitter. He's clearly got more diversity in his skills. I broke that down in the preview. I just thought the style was going to be in in Spence's favor. I was wrong, like I said. So if you can't switch up your style, what are you going to do to throw Bud off his game? He's already felt some of your biggest shots. Again, maybe at 154, they'll be a little different. They're also uh, would be using heavier gloves because anything above 147 uses 10 ounce gloves below and up to 147 is eight ounce gloves. But it's really hard to imagine. I mean, the guy, I thought Earl Spence won the first round, but the guy didn't really string anything together after that. The round three was really close, but yeah, it didn't look good at all for, for Errol Spence. It was tough as a fan to watch him take a beating like that. But to be positive, I just loved that we got this event, we got this fight, the best versus the best. That's how you define your career. Some people I talk to sleep on resume. They say, oh, Juan, you're obsessed with resume. Uh, Just go by the eye test. That's all that matters. Maybe that matters to you. But I've never seen someone get into the Hall of Fame just off eye test. That's not realistic. We have to see these guys fight each other. We got to see what happens, and nobody predicted a domination like that. Many people predicted Errol Spence would lose. Many people predicted he'd get stopped. But I don't think anybody truly thought he was going to get dominated from the opening bell pretty much till the end. It was shocking. And it was an exceptional performance. I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. I spoke about the jab. That was the first thing. Like I said, Spence couldn't get by it. When he, when he lunged in, he was getting countered. When he reached for Crawford, Crawford was bending at the waist, dipping out of the way. Uh, when he had him against the ropes, he would use the high guard to really block anything that, that Spence was throwing, especially, uh, especially upstairs. He would cross his arms in a way to defend the body shots by Spence. Like There were just so many high-level in-the-moment, real-time adjustments made by Crawford. He would step in with the jab. He would maneuver himself around Errol Spence, just slightly, just to be out of the way of Spence's jab. I think it was the right hook he landed that was devastating, devastating right hook. Because the thing with Crawford when he switches stances in the middle of the of a combination, it's extremely hard to defend because you don't know what angle the punch is coming from. Talk about that jab. 
It looks like a jab, but it's really like a right, a straight right hand. Because he's a natural orthodox fighter, but he's fighting the majority of the bout in a southpaw stance. And he's against the southpaw. Like the angles were just off the charts. Like it, it's it's incredible stuff. It's high level stuff. And there was really no answers for from uh from Spence. Another thing he did well is when Spence would like charge in at him, try to like bum rush him, use his physicality. Crawford would would place his glove kind of like on the back of the neck or the shoulder area, wherever he could grab, and just subtly move around him, spin around him, and then catch him with a shot. He had so many answers for everything Spence tried to do. It was remarkable. It was, I can't stress it enough. Even during exchanges where you thought, oh, Spence is finally getting the better of it, it was quickly erased. There was a point where Spence had him against the ropes and he lands a big overhand left. And as he lands that, he landed it. As he lands it, Crawford simultaneously throws a right uppercut and it drops Spence for the second time. It was like, what? Like any glimmer of hope Spence had erased just like that. I actually had to see the replay of that one. I was like, did he really just get dropped clean? Like what? Crawford was that damn good it was dominant now what is next like i said i don't know if, if spence is going to fight again he claims he wants the rematch he claims he wants it in december he claims he wants it at 154 if we get it fine i don't think anyone's going to complain it's going to be another big event i do not think it's going to be as big because sequels usually can't top the original as far as box office goes but we'll see we'll see I don't I can't imagine it being any more one-sided than this one was. So I don't see a way Spence could do any worse unless he gets stopped earlier. But we'll just have to see. Terrence Crawford has a lot of options. Terrence Crawford has mandatories, I believe. Um Stanionis is a mandatory and Boots Ennis is a mandatory. Either of those fights will be great. We've got Keith Thurman out there, who Bomack is on record saying, Bomack, the trainer of Terrence Crawford, is on record saying. He thinks Thurman is the hardest matchup for Crawford. He said that in the past. He's been saying Spence was going to be easy. Obviously, I didn't believe that. But he said he thought Spence was going to be easy, and he kind of proved it to be true. He said, big guy, what does that mean? That that doesn't mean anything. He preferred the movement and the angles of a Keith Thurman. The thing with Keith Thurman is inactivity. we got to see more of him. I'd like to see him versus Ugas, which has been rumored to come next. Hopefully we get that fight, and then we can assess where Thurman is at. But either way, whether Crawford fights Boots, the rematch with Spence, Thurman, Stanionis, or if he moves up to 54, fights a guy like Tim Zhu, all those are great options. Terrence Crawford is finally getting to control his career the way he wanted to. Remember, he's in a lawsuit with Bob Arum because Bob Arum didn't give him the fights he wanted. We all bashed Bud, but Bob Arum is probably more to blame as evidenced by this lawsuit. He's the guy on record saying Bud Crawford loses him money. He'll be glad to let him go. He said Bud Crawford loses him money. Well, I'm sure he was sick to his stomach 
when he found out last night in Las Vegas, headlined by Bud Crawford, generated over $20 million in ticket sales. I believe it's like a six or seven top gate in Vegas boxing history. It was a massive event. But Bob Arum is saying, oh, I can't make money with that guy. <laughs> I mean, how clueless can you be? Bob Arum has done a lot of great things in the sport. Managing Bud Crawford's career wasn't one of them. Now Crawford's getting the recognition that he deserved. And again, I'm someone that bashed his resume at 147 for a while, but I'm also the guy that has had Bud Crawford one, two, or three on my pound for pound rankings. I was sure to put my rankings out before the Inouye and Crawford fight, just to let people know where I stood. I had him at three. Now I got him at two, but like I said, you could put him at one perfectly fine. Either way you slice it, one and two is Inouye and Crawford. Everyone else has a gap. Jermel Charlo has a chance to make some noise in September 30th when he fights Canelo Alvarez. He's jumping up two weight classes, pound for pound. That's why I call this the golden era. We're getting guys daring to be great. But, yeah, Bud Crawford, man, great performance from him. He's going to continue to climb up all-time rankings. Do I think he's top? I've heard people say he's top 10 already. I think we got to pump our brakes on that. There's been a lot. I mean, think about the history of boxing. Like, the boxing's been around longer than any other sport, pretty much. Top 10 ever. I think that's a little bit ambitious. The guy is 35 years old. He doesn't have too many huge signature wins. But like I said, there's opportunities there for him to stack some wins here in the next year and a half, two years. Beat Spence again. That'd be great. Beat a young guy like Boots. I mean, I told someone that would be not the same level, but pretty comparable to when Floyd beat Canelo. Floyd was already established in his late 30s. Canelo was a young fighter, a lot of promise, but not the resume to show it. And Floyd dismantled him. If Crawford can do that to a guy like Boots, oh, that would be extraordinary, especially if Boots could bounce back and continue to have a great career like Canelo has. But that's something that we'll have to see. Time will tell how these wins age. But right now, when you're talking current fighters, Bud's one or two. No debate. But that's pretty much all I got for you guys. I just wanted to um, get my initial thoughts out there. Don't want to go too long. Just wanted to make sure I stand on what I say. I'm not going to, I'm not one of these people that's going to make a prediction and then go hide. I picked Errol Spence. I was wrong. I'm still an Errol Spence fan. I Really hope he's okay and he bounces back and continues to have a great career. As far as Terrence Crawford goes, he's the man right now. Until somebody beats him, he's that guy. But that's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to give me that five-star review. Subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You can find this on Spotify. You can find it on Apple. You can follow me on Twitter at someone else. Enjoy the fights. I'm out.